And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We're going to piss you off today. I'm just telling you that right now. Ari's scared to death. I'm actually scared to make people upset. I'm tired of it. <laughs> you got to get used to it, Ari. You, you just I have know. to accept the fact that it happens and... It, we're just talking about sports. People aren't really that mad. Well, some some people. Well, are, but yeah. Not everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just start the show off by just saying, I I think I could speak for both of us. We did the best we could here. Uh, we did. This is hard. It's subjective. Re- it, recency bias. Uh, yes. Overall outlook, like all of it comes well, into and, play. And things and, have changed. Like coaching. So here's what we're doing. We are going to pick. We're building off what we did on yesterday's show. Yesterday's show, we ranked the teams, the football teams belonging to the schools that are in basketball Sweet 16, which was fun. We're trying to, you know, trying to decide whether Xavier or Creighton or Gonzaga would have a better team if they actually had football teams. And we decided, what's the Sweet 16 of college football right now? And that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. You know, we, we've done a lot of rankings where we talk about pie in the sky, like ceiling, like if everybody recruited to their potential and all that. This is not that. This is what you've been doing, but it's not necessarily all that you've been doing because maybe you kind of were middling team. You had a coaching change and suddenly you got good, or maybe you were good. Then you had a coaching change and now you're middling, but we still remember when you were good. And so... It's it's not the easiest thing to do. I kind of I, Ari, I kind of tended toward forward looking. So if you've if you're on the upswing, you you had a better chance of, of landing in my sweet sixteen. So here are the things that people have to prepare themselves for, and I think it is really big brand name teams who have recruited well not being represented at all on the list, right? Like, is, did that happen with you? Yeah, I mean, I so there's one school that I feel like I conveniently forget every time we're listing programs that have been really good in the past few years, and I made a point to put them in here and put them in a place that I felt like they deserved. I think I know what program that is. Um, yeah. But there are some big-time programs that we spend a lot of time discussing on this show not not here. List. Not here. Nope. You're right. And you got to have some results on the field. And so that was the, the other thing. When we discussed this, I wanted to do it because it gave us a chance because we talk about recruiting so much and, and who gets the best classes. And but the results on the field have to matter too. having a plan as a coach, having an identity, knowing what you're recruiting to, understanding how to develop all that stuff matters. And I think I feel like we've we've got some some schools in here that that we're honoring for that. We've also like I've got one that if you look at the last five years, there's no way you'd put them on there. But if you look at the last one and you look at the trajectory of the last three, 
you go, you know what? I see it. So, and we are going to be all over the place. As I can tell you and I are, I, I don't think that you and I are going to like yesterday when we did, uh, the ranking, the top sweet, the basketball sweet 16 yeah, yeah. programs. Like we, we were, were basically we were identical dead on. Yeah. Like, I don't think that we're going to be anywhere near each other on this because success is subjective. Yes. Uh, how much do you weight conference championships is subject mm-hmm. is subjective. Exactly. Uh, what about playoff wins? Do you, do you, do you uh, give more credit for a playoff win rather than just making the playoff? What about the recency of that playoff win? Like it is a disaster. Yeah. In the but most beautiful way. I mean, that's, that's the best part. But the thing is like a, an actual sweet 16 in basketball is like that too. It's never what you thought it was going to be when the bracket came out. It's always got some, some other schools in it. And I'll like, Arkansas is a good example of this. Like if you looked at Arkansas this year, would you this is they're trying to get to their third consecutive Elite Eight. They've not necessarily played in the regular season in ways that would get them to the Elite Eight, but they're just always there, it seems like. So sometimes it's just the team winds up there and you're like, hey, all right, welcome. And the, the other thing too is like, what do you do with a team like Colorado? I well, I don't put them in this for sure. <laughs> not not but yet. It's 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 hard because they transformed in the snap of a finger in the middle of the offseason. Are you wearing the right socks, Ari? Do I have to kick you out of here for not wearing the right socks? I'm actually we- uh, not wearing socks at all, which I got a lecture uh, from my wife the, the Jim in, in a positive way. Jim McElwain's never wearing socks in his life, as far as I can tell. There are t- I don't know. There are two things that I found out about myself that are weird before we start. I want to get your take on this. Oh, <laughs> do tell. <laughs> My, my wife was like giving me she's the most loving sweet person on the face of the earth i'm so happy she puts up with me but she has to put me in my place sometimes one she said there are times where we have people over and i'm not wearing socks and she thinks no man's feet should be exposed with feet, company feet are gross all right yeah feet are gross all right, I'm, so I'm like later. if i have like friends that i've known for years over i still have to put socks on well they know your feet are gross so that, that there should be a pass for them yeah and also too she said that i and this is going to be a lovely thought process for everybody who listens to the show, but I rarely wear a shirt when I'm at home alone mm-hmm. or like when I'm when or tarp my off, wife, baby, I, I'm, it's tarps off season. And she said that I am shirtless more than most men ever would be. Uh, and she thinks that's strange too. So, Sorry. I, I know what you're doing in, in your off season regimen here. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm manifesting. You are going to have a great reason to be shirtless at all times. Like, I, I, I do you wear up around shirtless in front of your family ever? All the time. Okay. Yeah. See, because I didn't I think live it was in that Florida. Weird. Like, what, what do you want me to do? It's hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she thinks that I am, I wear, I don't wear a shirt a lot and like I'll FaceTime her without wearing a shirt because I'm mm-hmm. home alone and then people will see it and you go, why does your husband never wear a shirt? And then it's, yeah, there's <laughs> no way to cook up uh, some spiciness and calling your wife at work without a shirt on. Uh, but uh, I'm going to work on those two things, you know, covering you could, the feet and wearing a shirt. You, you could help with that. Like if you're calling her, if you're FaceTiming her knowing she's at work, I should probably put a shirt on. You could tarp up for that. Yeah. Yes. That's on because you. people walk by her desk and they're like, why does Ari never wear a shirt? Like, it's, I guess apparently it has become a thing. So uh, <laughs> I just love that her entire office knows what you look like. Tarp off. That's that's yes, great. Yeah. Tarp off. Yeah. I mean, hey, I am what I am. OK, 
So how do you want to start this? Should we start from the top since it's probably less exciting as you yeah, it's more exciting as top, you get down? We definitely I think we definitely know who our top two are. I don't know if they're the same order, but I think we know who our top it's two are. It's the same exact disagreement probably that we had when we did uh uh, the last discussion, the recruiting but, ceiling one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Alabama should still be number one. Because um, I know that Georgia has won back to back championships, but uh, I don't know that they are the undisputed king of the sport. And I am convinced that Alabama will win another one. And oh, once I, they do, it'll revert I think right Saban's back. got one more in him. Yeah. But I, like I was on Unnecessary Roughness and Brandon Walker asked me, can Kirby be Nick Saban at Georgia? Can he put one up day. those kind of numbers? Kurt, listen. They're second and 26 pass away from Kirby already having three national titles at Georgia. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it can happen. And it's, it is as Nick Saban predicted. It's, it's the craziest thing. Cause Nick Saban predicted his own nemesis essentially and created his own, helped create his own nemesis because Kirby was working there. So, yeah. And I think that like, it's okay to think that it could happen or it will happen. Uh, I don't know if what Saban has done will ever be duplicated, especially now that winning a national championship got even harder with the expanded playoff. Well, maybe easier. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the same. Maybe easier you if you got a roster the, like George's. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that that has happened yet. So I'm still, I'm still holding on to Alabama as the top program in college football. I don't know if that's upsetting to some people, but I think it's rational. I don't, I don't think anybody other than Georgia fans would get upset about that. I, I think that's perfectly reasonable. I also, but think did you wrong. make the jump? Yeah, yeah. I got Georgia okay. number one. <laughs> yeah, but but I've been again. I put this all back on Nick Saban because he's the one who said this for years that if Georgia ever got the right guy, it's over, and, mm-hmm. and that happened. So Georgia yeah. one, Alabama two for me. Now we get to one. I, I think we're. Now we're in a situation where I think we both probably have the next two are the same schools, and I don't know the order, and I struggle with it. I don't know that they are going to be the same schools. Okay, now we're talking. Um, Well, the number one struggle here, as big Buckeye Homer Ari Wasserman, is Uh where to rank Ohio State in respect to Michigan. Because the question. This was going to set the tone for the entire list. Um. And I had a really hard time with it. Okay. So mm-hmm. like if I am being frank, which program do I think is better? Come I on, still, Buckeye Homer. I still think Homer, Ohio State's Homer, football program Homer, is better. Homer, right? Homer. 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 Who's won the last two games, Ari? The last two games were Michigan. Oh, there we go. That's why I have Michigan number three. Now, could Ohio State jump them by beating them this year? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I have them three and four, and it is essentially a tie. It really is. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that that made it harder for me is that nowhere else on my list did I take head-to-head results into the thought process, and nowhere on the list did I take conference championships as the end-all, be-all. Right. And, and, and I'm o- not just taking State, conference championships. The head-to-head in this one, just because of the dynamics of this particular head-to-head, yeah. and that's basically fair. puts like, you in the playoff. And I don't lose any sleep by flipping them. Yeah. Um, but I also took into account that Ohio State was likely a field goal away from winning the national title last year. Mm-hmm. And even with the two down years that Ohio State just had losing to Michigan, or maybe not down years, good teams that were just beaten by a better team, mm-hmm. Ohio State still was on the doorstep of 
doing right. something that Michigan still seems way further away from doing. So, like, from that standpoint, I don't know if I truly believe. Like, I think that Mich- you could say that Michigan claims to be the owner of the Big Ten right now and, like, get on board with that. But if my life depended on it or you gave me ass juice in my neck and you said which team will <laughs> win a national championship first, which is kind of what I'm thinking when I'm thinking of the Sweet 16, then I don't think I would pick Michigan. Can I can I say something slightly controversial? Because I, I, I actually sure. think how about you be the guy for once? Yeah. After after Georgia and Alabama, I think we we've we've now entered the realm of flawed teams. Like all of them, yeah, yeah. And like, listen too. Like, like here's Ohio the thing. State's defense doesn't get significantly better. They're not winning another national well, that's championship what I was for say. a long time. Yeah. If Ohio State has another year like this and signs and and this is crazy because like I said the tone of the program and the way it went, you do know how close they were to potentially winning a national championship last right. year. That's how funny this whole thing is. I but know. If Ohio State loses to Michigan again and misses the playoff again, you know, they made it, but misses they're it go- again yeah, like they did in the 16 or 17 right. and 18. They're, they're going to make it in the 12 team, but yeah, they could, they could, but Ohio State could drop yeah. from three to eight or nine or 10 on my list. Like I think yes. they're in very shaky territory, like, cause it, they are, they are not trending upward. If the defense proves to be unfixable under this current administration, and it's interesting because we've, we've had this discussion about Lincoln Riley and his philosophies. We've not really had it about Ryan Day, though I did. I, I talked to some players about it before the Peach Bowl because I was trying to get kind of a, what does Georgia do on a day-to-day? What does Ohio State do on a day-to-day throughout the season? Georgia, much more physical throughout the season. It shows up on the field. Now, Georgia's defense got pretty shredded by Ohio State's offense, but that's how good Ohio State's offense is. Ohio State's defense not not great against the And good they teams did the they thing played. that you think that they have to do and that's go get a defensive coordinator from a different system and pay him right. a boatload of money to change and, like, and they Jim did Knowles that. had been fantastic the previous year at Oklahoma State with so with not the not a bunch of NFL players, Malcolm Rodriguez turned out to be an NFL starter, but not a ton of NFL talent necessarily. He's got more now, but that I don't know. They they've got to fix that part of it. And perhaps the discussion we had about Lincoln Riley at the end of last season needs to be had about Ryan Day if that doesn't get better. Well, I think too that like, you know, people will say I'm an homer or I'm an asshole when I talk about those two things. But the thing I want you to say out loud is you think that Michigan is the third best program in college football right now. Cause that's what you just said. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I, I okay. am because, because it felt like they, the, the 2022 version was better than the 2021 version. I don't know if they'll take another step forward, but if they do, then I feel very, very comfortable in that. And that next step forward is the biggest step they'll have to take. Right. Cause it, then it gets them into the Alabama and, and Georgia territory, which I do think that's a bigger step than than the team I have at number five. The teams I have at five and six can take that step more quickly. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Well, who do you have at five? I have LSU at five. Okay. I I didn't even reveal my number four yet, but LSU is my four. Okay. All right. And LSU is my four because that program is rock solid. It has won a recent national championship. I understand the circumstances of that championship were pretty hard to duplicate, but it existed. It happened. You can't take it away. Right. Also, they have Brian Kelly, who, honestly speaking, is the reason why Notre Dame is probably still relevant today. You know, right. They were at a really yeah, shaky yeah, yeah. I point. Had a, I had a hard time figuring out where to put Notre Dame on this list because it, it was basically a leap of faith on Marcus Freeman because but their LSU was hard. Brian Kelly-based. LSU was hard because Michigan has made the playoff uh, in back-to-back years, and LSU has not. Um, but also, LSU had a probably a better season than we anticipated. They recruited very well, and their coach has a proven track record of not only being good in, in building programs, but making the playoff, too. Also, take into account that they are recruiting at a much higher clip, because I took recruiting into account here. Because you're yes. also springing a little forward. Michigan's class last year wasn't very good. Right. So, like, but, but me, I take... I, I think portal recruiting matters too, and I think Michigan. And they're very a good at that, that, which is yeah. why Michigan's number five on my list. Yeah. And if you think about the the steps that it took, if we would have done this list before they made the playoff two years ago, Michigan might be in danger of being at the bottom of this list or not on it at all. And they're number five on mine. Yeah. So um, I personally believe that there is a certain fraternity of elite level programs in college football the two that are the the president and the vice president of that frat are alabama and georgia and i think that ohio state is probably the closest program to that at, than any other team but but LSU because they lost to michigan their, that doesn't go away lsu but, from a personnel standpoint can get there quickly and if you look at lsu's personnel and other teams on this list that are probably ranked below michigan michigan has a further step Mm. or a further journey, as you mentioned, to get to that point. So like to make them the third best college football program in the country is a little bit of an overreaction to two regular season wins when they hey, haven't won a playoff I'm, game. I'm just like the AD who hires a basketball coach because they made the Sweet yeah. 16 because they had one good weekend. And like, I don't even know if you truly believe that they are the third best program in college football. I Listen, I, I have a hard – if, if you'd asked me this last year, I'd have said absolutely not. No chance. But consistency does matter. Exactly. And that's why I put them at five. Five the is a really good a, place for them. I'm not I'm not fighting you on that. I, I'm fine with that. I thought I I knew I was gonna get some heat for having them where they were. 
I don't mind. It's fine because if I'm wrong and they take a step back, then I'm wrong. But if they do take another incremental step forward, I'm going to feel pretty good about where they are. So, yeah, if they do take another incremental step forward, that means beating Ohio State again and winning a playoff game. Exactly. And if that happens, then I I switch them in the, in the beat of the heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we who's who's your number? Is Michigan your my number five? You said. My, yeah. So I'm Alabama, okay. Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, top four. Michigan okay. five. Number six is Oklahoma for me. Number six is Clemson for me. So you are you are putting a lot of faith in Brent Venables, which I have yes. faith in Brent Venables recruiting. Mm-hmm. I need to see it on the field. I, things like last year's Texas game bother me. How you don't have a backup quarterback ready and capable of, of right. running even a rudimentary offense scares me. Well, the That's, thing with Oklahoma for me is they get to absorb the consistency of making the playoff every year that happened during the Lincoln Riley era. If you look back five years, but they also get to absorb the recruiting and the program tradition and the potential of what is to come. Um, That might be a little bit high for them, considering that the coach that brought them to this point is at another program that's ranked below them. Uh, But I really like what Oklahoma's class looked like last year. And I believe that I don't think that Brent Venable stopped for or stopped or forgot how to coach defense. Like I, I'm sure I, that they'll I'm not worried out. about I, their I, defense. I, I'm actually I want to make sure their offense is going to be okay. And I know Jeff Levy's offenses have been good where he's been, but and they just signed maybe the best quarterback uh, recruit right, in the country. Right. Last Jackson year. Arnold may wind up being the best quarterback in this class. He may wind up playing this year. Who knows? But here's the thing about Oklahoma: if Oklahoma bounces back on the field this season. And I see the on-field coaching acumen as a CEO head coach from Brent Venables, then I'm putting Oklahoma in the top five because mm-hmm. his recruiting, the roster he will build there, and if he can do it on the field, then that's a that's a program that can then compete for national titles. So, okay. but well, I'm Clemson's not there my yet. seven, Andy. So, so it's a Cle- good segue to the yeah, next. Clemson's one. my six, and it would have been lower had they not hired Garrett Riley this year. The, the, the fact that Dabo Sweeney admitted to himself that he needed to bring him some new ideas and then went out and got some of the best new ideas, I think, so, says a lot. And yeah, I was worried about that program going stale when they promoted from within after losing coordinators on both sides of the ball last year. That that bothered me. I just it. it, it you look at their history. When they have had an injection of new new information and new ideas, they have made massive steps forward. And so offensively, they absolutely need that. They, they've become very stale on offense. Defensively, they're fine, that, whether that's carryover from Venable's roster that he put together or that the, the new group is, is doing fine coaching them. It's probably a little bit of both. But... That offense needs to match that defense. If it can, I've got them too low. I almost feel like Oklahoma and Clemson are the inverse of each other because Clemson gets to have all the success that they've had on the field the past five years, but I'm not so confident in their direction forward. And like, I like the idea that they went out and got the hottest uh, name and uh, offensive coordinator hires, and I know that that's been a struggle for them. I am not jazzed up about the recruiting and I am also not jazzed up that the best talent evaluating head coach who 
uh, is the exception to the recruiting rule lost a lot of the players that helped him identify the or a lot of right, the coaches a lot that of helped the, him identify coaches, those, exactly who's now also the coach at Oklahoma. So like I when I first came on the show two years ago, I told or I said on the show that I thought Clemson's time was up. And that was mm-hmm. a major controversial statement at the right. time. The last two years I feel a little vindicated for it. Now it's a matter of whether or not you think they're dead. Uh um, I don't and I don't think that they're dead I'm putting him at seven is not dead. No. But like if this list came out two years ago, Clemson would unquestionably be number three. Yes. So or, like they or are there, there would have been a point where Clemson list. was number one. Like, Clemson was number one when they won the national championship last. Yeah. Uh, but they still were unquestionably in 2009. They won a playoff game or 2019. They won a playoff game. Correct. Yeah. And that seems like a decade ago, but it's not that long ago. And I think that the placement of Clemson on my list is an illustration of direction yeah. i thought that the, the program is headed yeah, in they, they, and if they just, riley changes course and they change course and they go back up yeah. yeah they just need to freshen up the offense and if what garrett riley did at tcu last year is any indication obviously sunny dykes have something to do with that too but if, if what garrett riley did at tcu is even close to what he can do at clemson then they're going to be really good and can clemson beat georgia that i gotta see the offense i gotta see that offense but personnel-wise, yeah, maybe. look at the roster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's every year that goes by in NFL Remember, players. Remember, they played Georgia essentially to a stalemate the start of the, the 2021 yeah. season when Georgia won a national title. So it's not – I don't think Every year that goes by and the players are leaving and the new classes that aren't elite come in, it gets watered down more and more. All right. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. But I think seven's a nice place for them. So okay, your turn. To my seven not- is Penn State. Ooh, are you shocked by that? Uh, I feel like they, they sort of them. they start this next tier like consistency. We we kind of know what we're going to get from them. Last year was supposed to be kind of a bridge year. They went ten and two. They, now Drew Aller becomes the starting quarterback. Some of you know some of the yeah the more elite recruits age into where they should be very productive. I feel pretty good about Penn State right now. And I just, I feel like they're extraordinarily consistent and they kind of start the next tier of teams. Yeah. So once you get out of the top seven, I feel like you're out of the elite tier of of like what we've seen. Right. Uh, And I think from eight to 16 is when it gets most jumbled. So the fact that we're going to be off. I don't think and I don't think they're that different, which I think is going to be interesting when you do get to a 12 team playoff, because that's where you're going to have some weird results. (laughs) The problem. Yeah. The problem that I've had with Penn State is that I can't imagine them being a top eight program in college football when they've consistently lost to the other teams in their own division. Right. You you, um, you need them the, to be better than Ohio State or Michigan for a year. Every now so. and then. Yeah. 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 And it's been what, since 16? 16 was when they won the Big Ten, yeah. Um, so. And we're, so like, I, I don't want to make us sound old here, but we're pushing almost a decade here yeah. uh, since that, that special season. So I think they're consistent. They're represented on my list. They're not that high. Okay. Um, but also, my number eight might be completely irrational, but I put USC at number eight. Okay. I don't have USC at number eight, but I have somebody else currently in their conference. They won't be in the same conference a year from now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, USC, to me, 
is more uh, trending toward the future than the past results. But right. also, too, they had the best player in college football last year. Uh, they were maybe a hamstring injury away from making the playoff in year one of the Riley era. Um, I don't know if I would buy stock in a team at eight more than that right now. I'm so, still holding on to the dream, Andy. The only reason I have this team over USC at number eight is because they're the ones that beat USC for the Pac-12 title. They're the ones that have won the past two Pac-12 titles. Mm-hmm. They are remarkably consistent as a program. Yeah. One of the most consistent, consistently well-coached programs in the country. And that is Utah. And this is, is this me somewhat apologizing for unintentionally leaving Utah out when we make these lists of... So the overcompensation. They're so freaking good year after year after year after year. They you are. know what you're going to get from them. Like, I... And and I I thought about having USC higher than them, but I'm like, you know what? No, let USC beat them, and we'll talk about it. Then then we can yeah. just move them up. But yeah, I think I think the Utes have earned this. So and that's yeah. at a certain point, results have got. They beat them twice last year. They did. They did. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're right. And I, you know what? You make me feel bad because I agree with you, and like glorifying certain teams that haven't done it seems wrong. And I did that. So I'll give you uh, my number nine, okay. and that's Notre Dame. Okay, so uh, my number my number nine is USC. Okay, and so we're close. Yeah, well, I, I, I agree with you completely on USC. My issue with USC is the same thing that I've been harping on since the Pac-12 championship game. They have to have a better defensive philosophy. I don't mean they necessarily have to have a different defensive coordinator. You know, everybody's like, oh, you're going to fire Alex Grinch and solve everything. Firing Alex Grinch won't solve the problem. The problem is top-down. It's a vertical integration thing. They have to decide they want to be a team that can tackle at the end of the season. And that's why they're so low here. Even though, Because I know that they're going to have one of the best offenses in the country every year as long as Lincoln Riley is there. Their quarterback will be in the hunt for the Heisman Trophy every year. As long as Lincoln Riley is there. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the whole thing of like, if there is a top five quarterback nationally, he's going to visit USC. Yeah. Like, that fact alone is the reason why. But again, I feel like I should flip them because you convinced me. Mm-hmm. And the point of this list wasn't to talk about the future. It's to talk about the past. And Utah's past is better than well, USC's it's, it's, recent it's, past. It's both. I mean, you. I think USC's future is bright, but. Can USC ascend to the top of this list only if Lincoln Riley decides he wants well, to that's have the a team that can tackle in November? If and if they can't, if they figure out a solution to that issue, USC could jump into the top four. Yeah, like, it, I think Utah is basically where it is. Right. I don't know that they're gonna that they're gonna get higher than this unless suddenly they start reeling in five star after five star. Which but I thought that Notre Dame absolutely had to be represented in the top ten. They've made the playoffs. On multiple occasions, uh, well, they, the person who got them there is represented. <laughs> Brian Kelly's team is is in the top five for both of us. Yeah, and like, listen, I'm a Marcus Freeman buyer, mm-hmm. and after last year, it might the price might be down a little bit, but I'm still a buyer. I think, um, and you can't separate completely the accomplishments of the program from the person who led them there. Um, Because if that were the case, then, you know, this list might look different. 
I mean, I have Oklahoma four spots ahead of the of USC and the the person who or three spots, two spots, whatever it was, uh, that led Oklahoma to all their successes at USC and he's behind. So I, I do think that the the program has to absorb it because the the program or the people who are listening to the show and the people who are going to get upset or happy about the things that they hear on the show assign the success of the program, not the coach. Um, Notre Dame has just done too much in the last six years to be left out of the top 10. Uh, they've accomplished far more on the field than Penn state has. Um, and I like the direction that they're recruiting in. Uh, they're headed in recruiting. Um, uh, and I think they've accomplished sharp. more in the field than Penn state has. Have they? Yeah. How many times have they made the playoff? Okay. What, have they had to play Ohio State and Michigan all those seasons? Yeah, I mean, I guess not. No. <laughs> so where are the wins from Notre Dame that that are so much better than the wins by Penn State? Well, I wait playoff appearances. So if we want to talk about like ease of path, then sure. Okay. You, know, you could say that Penn well, State's both, path They're is both harder. going to make it in those in the next iteration in those situations. So Yeah, and Notre Dame beat Clemson one year. Notre Dame beat Clemson, which is probably okay, well, better than any go. win that Penn State's had. There you go. There's one of them. That's also the, their starting quarterback was out. So I mean, I mean, you could go down Lawrence a rabbit hole Clemson. of whatever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. But I don't think that I I can brush away the fact that you know Notre Dame's schedule doesn't have the top end. Well, it does this dogs. year. Now it does because it has Ohio State and USC. <laughs> yeah. But it is a hard schedule. Like I don't think their schedule. Oh, is I I don't I don't think their their schedule is cake. I, I've never so making been the one playoff. Yeah. Is uh, I, I mean I don't know I. If you think that Penn State has accomplished more on the field than Notre Dame, uh, I get. I guess I could. I could listen to that. But losing to better teams all the time, well, again, and saying you had to play again, them is not a win. The guy who the guy who did that is LSU's coach. The guy who coaches Notre Dame now lost to Marshall and Stanford last year. Yeah, and but Notre Dame might have been higher than nine if Brian Kelly were still the head coach too. Notre Dame would have been a lot higher than nine if Brian Kelly was the head coach. Yeah, so it's represented so, in in my calculus. So. so <laughs> there's never been any calculus going through your brain. So, <laughs> you just right. said I could do okay at Princeton yesterday, and now you're right. giving me that crap. Well, I, I'm, I'm, you're probably majoring in philosophy. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. You would, you uh, would have, have, you would have those philosophy consumed. professors spinning in circles. You're like, listen, do you know how hard peanut butter is to wash off? Are you sure yeah. you take that ten million dollars? We'll be right back after these words. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had 10 Oklahoma, and this is my faith in the program of always being good. This is my faith in Brent Venables to recruit. This is my question mark of Brent Venables 
on-field coach. He can, like, if he shows this year that he is a very good on-field coach, I'm putting them probably in the top five if we do this again next year. It could happen. In, yeah, we should do it in every an year. instant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I'm with you. I'm with you. So this was a crucial spot for me because I think being a top 10 program in college football is a huge accomplishment. I think it's an arbitrary number because it has a zero as the last digit. I think that it is my personal award to you. And okay. I, 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 I reached on this one, I think. Okay. And I don't know if it did TCU make your list. It, they did. Yes. Okay. TCU's 10 for me. I don't think you can leave out the team that made the national championship game last year. They have a coach that has a clear and identifiable plan. Um, they are in a very advantageous recruiting area. They've been a consistently good football team uh, on the field. They haven't always had the results uh, in terms of 10 win seasons, but they've been tough. Gary Patterson. This isn't a program that just had one crazy year. They should have made the playoff potentially in 14. Um, it, I like what Sonny Dykes is doing there, and I want to reward a team that not only made the playoff but won a playoff game against the team that you have number three represented in my top ten nationally. I I, I like it. I like it. So my number eleven for me is Notre Dame, and again, okay. that is that is I respect the way Marcus Freeman recruits. I think that program also has some built-in recruiting advantages and disadvantages that that we've talked about tons of times on the show. I have faith in Marcus Freeman to improve upon last year. They've got to get better defensively, but that's his side of the ball. We we discussed at length the offensive coordinator search, but also I thought Pete Sampson pointed out something interesting when he was on the show and 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 made a very good point. Like whoever the offensive coordinator was going to be, because at that time they hadn't hired one, but it's Jared Parker who's been promoted, is going to have a lot to work with. Two NFL tackles. Sam Hartman, a, a very accomplished college quarterback mm -hmm. who's playing with more talent than he's ever played with before. A couple of really good backs, a good tight end. Like They're going to be pretty good offensively. The defense will need to pick up the slack this time because they've, they've lost some people. But that's Marcus Freeman's side of the ball. So I think they'll probably get better and be able to rise up this list. But it's the same, same questions I have about Brent Venables. I need to see it first before I can put you up there. Okay, so you went through your top 11, right? My yeah. number 11 is Penn State. Um, mm -hmm. I still think a very nice ranking for them. And the only inconsistencies that you and I have in the top 11 are TCU is in my top 11 and Utah is in your top 11. But every yeah. other team is is in there and represented. So yeah. I feel pretty good about yeah. you know where we're headed right now. I think this is where it becomes a dumpster fire. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we're we're going to be somewhat similar here. Who do you have at number 12? Oregon. Me too. <laughs> okay. Well, you can explain why Oregon is 12, but uh, my 13 is Utah. Okay. That that makes it. My 13 is Tennessee. So okay. Oregon, Oregon at 12, I just they, they've been very consistent in the Pac-12, and I do realize that Mario Cristobal being gone is, is affects that. But I also think that Dan Lanning came in and looked like a guy who knew what he was doing. Bo Nix got hurt at a very not advantageous time. They lost to Washington, which I don't have Washington on this list, but if, 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 if there was a 17 and an 18, it'd be two schools that start with W Washington, Wisconsin in some form mm -hmm. or fashion. It's just, I, you know, the, the body of work isn't, isn't 
there quite you know, with Kalen Board, we've seen one really good year from him at Washington. He was good at Fresno State, but I I kind of want to see with that program because you know, Chris Peterson's an all time great coach, and what he did at Washington was pretty special. But it's it's not been the easiest place to win this century. So you know, did Boer kind of catch lightning in a bottle, or is he is he that guy? If he's that guy, then then Washington's probably on this list next year and replacing somebody else. Um, but Oregon. I think it's been consistently a place that top recruits want to go. They seem to be ahead of the curve on NIL. Lanning seems to get it, seems to understand how the, the new world's going to work. And I, I like that they're, you know, they got a defensive minded head coach, but they're not super conservative on offense. Like I, I, I think they, they've got a good mix going there and mm-hmm. I'm going to give Utah the nod because they are winning that league right now. But I think Oregon is the team that could potentially dominate that league going forward once, yeah. once USC's out. I think that Utah being represented on the list at all is a big deal because we're talking about the top 16 programs in college football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have won the conference and that the ode is being represented. I, I don't know if I think they have a better football program than Oregon and USC do right now. Um like if I had to buy stock in all three of them for the next ten years, I would buy the least amount in Utah because well, we you know, also you know, we we also don't know how much longer Kyle Whittingham is going to be coaching. I feel like Utah is like Coca Cola stock. There it's like you know what it's going to be. Yeah, you're going to get your dividends. You're going to make your gains. But like USC and and Oregon have a chance to, as the kids would say, it go to the moon. I watched the. Uh, the Netflix special on the GameStop thing the other day. So I'm, I want to use uh, uh, I, I did, cool I stock watched, lingo. I'm, I'm about halfway through it. I need to finish that one up. I love All right. it. So I I had Oregon 12. You had Oregon 12. My 13 is Tennessee. Now, some of this is, is a little bit of faith in Josh Heupel because I didn't have any expectations of him when he got to US, UCF. And he turned out to be really, really good there. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? He was good in the same ways at Tennessee. And that tells me that maybe that's just him. And probably uh good in better ways. Yeah. So I know I know there, there are folks on the you know from the Jeremy Pruitt staff who will say, well, we we got you some pretty good offensive linemen. What are you gonna do when when those guys aren't there anymore? And and maybe that's maybe that's the case, but I, I got a feeling they're gonna recruit some pretty good offensive linemen under this staff as well. I think they have a, a pretty bright potential at Tennessee. I realize it's one good year, but I I wasn't sure I was going to see another good year like that at Tennessee. If that's how, would have asked how rough me, it had gotten there. If you asked me a year ago if Tennessee would be in this list, I would have hysterically laughed at you. Oh, I know. I same thing. Because because I Te- thought I thought the expectations for them going into last year were absurdly high, and then they surpassed them. Yes. Um, okay. So I had. So we're on 14 for me because I did 10 TCU, 11 Penn State, 12 Oregon, 13 Utah. 14, mm-hmm. a little out of left field here. Okay. Baylor. I like it. I Baylor's another one I heavily considered. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I didn't know how much credit to give Matt Rule because he did, t- you know, he took over when they were at absolute rock bottom. And had them in the in the Big 12 championship game. And then Dave Aranda wins the Big 12 title, but a lot of those players were recruited by rule. 
So well, the thing that I think is interesting about Baylor's football program is, and it's been clearly been through some stuff, you know, yeah. some serious stuff. It has seemed to transcend everything around it to continually be a competitive football team. And, and, and I, I think I, that the, there's something about that program that keeps it afloat, regardless of who the head coach is. And I think I looked this up. I think they've won double digit games six out of the last 11 years or 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Like they're a wildly consistent program. They won the conference two years ago. Um, well, they're, they they're a wildly in inconsistent, consistent program lately. They just they were kind of up yeah. and down. But and I don't know. I just thought like and I you could have made the case because here I was also considering Oklahoma State, who is yes. wildly consistent for who I, they are. I, their arrow doesn't feel like it's going up right now. It does not. Um, and I just thought. Baylor at least broke through and won the conference like Oklahoma State's always good and they probably have had more 10 win seasons in the last 10 years than Baylor has but they haven't broken through and won the conference unless I'm forgetting one um Oklahoma won it like eight or nine years in a row and then the o- last two Oklahoma were Kansas State, State and Baylor yeah. Oklahoma State came within a yard of winning it when Baylor did yes and then Oklahoma State won and maybe that's the difference but. on this list but I thought it would be in- important to put a second non-sexy Big 12 team in here to remind people that that conference still might be pretty good once the the two big dogs leave. And not going to give anything away here, but Texas does not make my list. Didn't make mine either. You got to earn it. Got to show it on the field. So 14 for me was TCU. And this was a case of, I don't know how much of last year was lightning in a bottle. I think Sonny Dykes has a very coherent plan. I think what you saw them do probably got some people excited. They did a great job in the transfer portal last year. It seems like they've they've chosen well out of the transfer portal this year. Obviously, people are going to be thinking about them front of mind. They're in a great recruiting area. I just don't know. Like I, I think roster-wise, they may wind up taking a little step back this year, but you have to give them credit for what they did last year and see the potential in what they can do. Based and on I, I over-rewarded them for it because I think – there is a huge distinction between making the playoff and winning a playoff game. And I know I was the first person to tell you, hey, they didn't have to play Georgia or Alabama in the first round. They still so won they a playoff easy. game. They still yeah. won a playoff game. And the list of teams who have won a playoff game is single digits, isn't it? Exactly. exactly. So uh, they're one of those teams. They're on my list. There's two Big 12 teams. I had Tennessee 15 mm-hmm. because of what they did last year and where they're headed. I, I like the direction there. I think the NIL stuff, too gives them a little boost and it's like they pulled off an NIL deal for a really good player and it wasn't dysfunctional. Like it just it right. was it what it was. And up. It, yeah. It, 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 and I he like actually, that. he actually Pied Piper, some other recruits and yeah, he's like, and, they're and working out now. Like, <laughs> I, you know, when, when I went and did that story on him last April, when he was in Knoxville, uh, we're talking about Nico, Yama, Yama, the, the quarterback, he, he struck me as, as there probably aren't a lot of personality types, where you can do this sort of thing and, and it'd be okay, but he has the right personality for it. He's mm-hmm. one of those people that everybody seems to like. And I think that's very helpful. And if he turns out to be a great quarterback, then even better. But we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. But but I, I'm with you on the tennis. And that's why I had Oregon up here too, because they seem to be thinking ahead on that sort of thing too. Uh my 15 Ari was Kansas State. I think Chris Kleiman's got it, got, got his formula figured out now. And, you know, you looked at what he did at North Dakota State where he kind of understood exactly what he needed to do. You know, in that case, it was win the national championship in the FCS every year. 
this is a little higher degree of difficulty situation probably at, at, at Kansas State. But Bill Snyder had his formula. It's not the same as the Bill Snyder formula, but I think it, it, it feels very similar to it. It's highly developmental. But you also sprinkle in every once in a while, you get a big-time recruit. Like Avery Johnson, who we talked about yesterday, is a big, you know, big quarterback recruit who's local for them, and they got him. Mm-hmm. Okay, Andy. Well, we're at number 16 for both of us. Mm-hmm. And I think mine might make you mad, or you might be in agreement with it. Well, watch, your... it be, watch it be one I, the, the one I picked. I'm sure it was. Mine is uh, is about two hours from me, from where I live. I knew it. Florida State. I knew it. I knew they were going to make your list. I I think they're I think they're trending up. I think they have they have steadily improved. Even when they weren't winning under Mike Norvell, they were playing hard for him. Like they did not quit on him. And the way he is recruited out of the transfer portal, I think is probably the most consistently good portal recruiting that we've seen so far. I think what Harbaugh does is really good. I think what Lane Kiffin has done is good. But I think I think Norvell has a very good eye in the portal. You're going to hate me. I'm ready. I could not leave off the team you wanted to put on yours. Wisconsin? Wisconsin's number 16. Oh, yeah. Listen, I, 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 I am convinced Wisconsin will be on this list next year. Because I think Luke Fickle will do magical things there. I just but haven't seen him coach there yet. The most, they've just been the most consistent program. Except the last three years. They've worked, yeah, worked I don't know. I, I, I still think they, 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 the thing that we like about Wisconsin still exists. And they found a person that can continue on oh, with yeah. the plan I, that is proven. Listen, uh, and I, also, I'm convinced they're on this list next year. Convinced. Yeah. Um, that was fun. I liked it. Now, in I, the middle I, of it, it says Ari has lost the plot. I don't know I, what, I don't, what I said, but I don't, I don't think you've lost the plot. Was it uh, irrational? I don't know. But like, here's no. the funniest thing about this list, Andy. Teams that did not make it uh, for both of us or one of us. Mm-hmm. Miami. Yep. The Florida State major list. They did not make mine. North Carolina didn't make it. Texas. Um, Texas, Texas A&M. did not make it. A&M did not make it. Old, uh, old Florida Ole didn't Miss. make it. Did we? Did we make a mistake? Should Ole Miss be on one of our lists or both of our lists? Um, they've been pretty good. I we the thing is is of course we could have made a mistake. This was incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, but who would you feel good taking off your list then? That's the problem. Like that's, that's the, the thing. It's like, but we also I got there's more. Iowa didn't make it, and I think if they weren't such a disaster uh, yeah. offensively the last year, they could have yeah. made it. Michigan State was off. Um, mm. Washington didn't make it. That was a hard one for me. I think if the, the, Washington or Wisconsin and Wisconsin would have been the next two on my list. Yeah, and those were the two that I that I had a hard time with. But Arkansas football didn't make it. Kentucky, who's been pretty consistent with who they've been, uh, didn't make it. And guess who else didn't make it? Auburn. I have a feeling if Hugh Freeze does what he's supposed to do, we'll be we'll have Auburn on this list consistently within a couple of years. And, and, and that's into wilderness here. Just said that Nebraska is going to be the next Wisconsin. I think it's possible. I well, and that's fine. And and now the dynamics of the Big Ten change because one thing Wisconsin took advantage of was being on the, in the weaker division. Mm-hmm. I think the hiring of Luke Fickle is an admission of now we understand now we, we have we, to figure we it out. We got to compete yeah. with everybody. And we're willing to do that. 
So, but it's actually like the thing that the reason why Wisconsin got put over my list isn't they've been inconsistent for the past three years, but we're in the Big Ten championship game every year before that. It was a program that identified that it wanted more for itself, did something that shocked the world, paid a lot of money to do it, and went out and got the best coach that they could get. Like yeah. to me, that is the behavior of a team that's committed to winning. Exactly. That's it. And the fact that what we know about Luke Fickle as a person who's pretty thoughtful and, and does not make rash decisions, like he looked at that thing and was like, ooh. This is where I want to be. This one that be, is yeah. very promising. So yeah, if we're if we're doing the preview of the next time we do this list, I think that, I think we'll we'll feel very comfortable putting Wisconsin on that list. Um, Michael Grubbs says anything not Ascon certified has no credibility with me. That's right. The Andy Staple Show computer laptop organized Win Nexus is coming back. Ari and I have discussed it. We're going to bring it back within the next couple of weeks. I think there's there's a lot of potential for, well, I mean, it's science. We just feed the numbers in and then the computer spits it out. But we need to have one in the spring. Yes, I mean, of course. Yeah. We need to have one in the spring. Then we need to have one after after spring practice and after that transfer portal period where everything completely changes. And then we need to have another one in the middle of the summer, like in June, where everything I changes again. If it were up to me, and maybe we'll change this, it's like we should just do an Ask Clown rankings the first of every month. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's overkill, but I don't think could it, you could like, do too much. Let's, what, what, could we make the second of every month? And like in February, Groundhog Day could be Ask Clown Day? Yeah, that's true. I mean, why not? <laughs> Hey, I like your hat, bud. Uh, oh, where did you, uh, which uh, location were you at where you bought that? Where did I buy this one? I actually think I bought this one in, I might have bought this one in Fort Valley, Georgia. This, this might you not and have I, been a Texas buy. Yeah, you and I uh, both wearing a hat on the same episode doesn't happen very often. No, no, I just, I found, this one had gotten buried under some stuff in my closet and I found it this morning and I was like, we we gotta you rock the Bucky the Beaver hat. I am wearing I'm wearing my Bucky's hat. If you're not watching on the YouTube channel, Ari is always wearing the hat of some glorious resort somewhere that that costs way too much money. I actually had a conversation with my wife about this. I I wear this one all the time, and it's kind of worn out a little bit. Like I need to go to a lot of really swanky resorts that I'm not staying at and buy some more hats. There you go. I I, I went to Lids and I just it's, like it's the non-southern wear... edition of the Masters hat is what it is. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I, I don't play golf. Like, I want to learn. I want to take lessons, but I can't. I love golf hats, but I feel like if I wore golf hats, I'd be a poser. You know? Mm -hmm. Of course you would. I can't wear professional sports teams because I don't want to look like a like a, a plebe. You know? Is that the right yep. word? Uh, So that kind of leaves me with what? Nike hats and hotel hats. Like, I don't even know. See, what I have I, I have restaurant hats and, and obviously gas station hats. But a gas station hat. Like if I could get one that said loves across, I'd wear that. Oh, I, I know a guy. I know a guy who can get you some loves merchandise. Do you? Gay Gabe Eichard, former Oklahoma Center, friend of the program, friend of the podcast, dedicated listener. He's he's listening, maybe not right now, but he will listen to this at some point. I hope Gabe, so. Ari needs some loves merch. When I'm on road trips, I always make a point to stop off at unique local type gas stations because mm -hmm. that's like my thing loves is but not that i but always we'll have to stop at least one loves yes because it's consistent you know what you're going to get and the bathrooms tend to be clean bathrooms are very clean as and, and that's where the, that's where the bucky's just stands out completely and 
No, I, I, I agree. But no, I do. Sometimes has- I stop at Bucky's to go to the bathroom when I don't have to go. And just that, because that- I know. <laughs> exactly because it's so nice and squeaky clean yeah i also have a bunch of those uh gorin brothers the farm hats with the different animals on them uh yeah I, I i like them a lot i i got one that that has a uh a chameleon on it and it just says karma oh just recently that's my newest one so my wife uh took me to vegas a few weeks ago to see sebastian Maniscalco at the mm-hmm. win and I walked by the shop and they had a bunch of new wind hats that I would have liked to have, but I wasn't wearing a backpack or anything and I didn't, I wouldn't carry you it around all night. So pop I popped the hat on and you already I had couldn't a hat wear on. the hat. We were going to a nice dinner. So oh. I, uh, uh, I missed the opportunity, but if you, uh, if you're <laughs> oh, at the win and you want to buy me the hat, I'll Venmo you and I'll tell you which one I want. And then you can send I've it to got my a, house. I've got a bet for later this season that we can, or once the season starts that we can do because you are such a fan of hats and wear one on pretty much every episode. We're going to have a situation where if you lose the bet, you have to wear one of those giant hats for an entire episode. <laughs> I don't even know where you get those. Uh, I, but yeah, everything's available on the Internet, Ari. Yeah, when Dan Rubenstein uh, was making fun of me for the hotels that I put on my hats, I tried to find a Fairfield in one and I, <laughs> I bought one. They make that. Oh, they made I bought one <laughs> wow. and I got an email notification saying before we put your order in you have to prove you're an employee at one and what? i couldn't get it it was Come an employee on, only hat and then i saw um golik got that chili's hat yeah Did you see that chili's hat oh yeah with the cactus on it like i Hell and i yeah. went to chili's website to try to find the hat and they did not have it and i'm like i i'll offer him way more than it's worth for that chili's hat i guess if they make a waffle house one i uh, you know, you can buy Waffle House merch off the website. They they have sleeves with the Waffle House logo on them that like these that you you put them you wear them on your forearms basically. It's like it's like something Jason Williams would have worn in the NBA, but with the Waffle House logo. Yeah. So, I, so my summer resolution is to make sure I go into the fall with some new hats. Well, I I w- I am looking forward to you losing a bet and having to wear a giant hat on the show. I'll wear that. Be, I'll wear that spectacular. anyway. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Ari, it's been a pleasure. I don't think our list pisses many people off as we we will see. We'll put it on the internet and then there's going to be a lot. Yeah. But the good thing is that if I, if you pissed somebody off, we all have the same teams represented, but I feel like because we were kind of within five spots of each other, Mm -hmm. that somebody being like the person who will get mad at me for ranking Ohio state ahead of Michigan will love you and vice versa. I I think so. People who will think I overranked Oklahoma will be happy that you underranked them in Notre Dame. Like I think that they were both represented, but we kind of hit all the rankings in the right spot, at least one of us. So hopefully you're not too angry and just know if you're listening to this and you're filled with rage, it's hard. It's really hard. It's not an easy thing to do. Just know this. Yeah. If you have two idiots rank the teams, you'll be happier. So you're welcome. We'll talk to you later.